Hello and welcome to another episode of At Your Convenience. I'm your host, Jackson Lewis, and I am joined today by the leader of the uh, cover story of the June issue for 2022, Hannah Hammond, who headed up the Top 202 project this year. Hannah, thanks for joining us today. No problem. So it was another big year for the Top 202. Uh, What chain saw the most growth this year? Yeah, when I went through the list and kind of started marking down what chains grew by more than 20 or so stories, it it was a pretty long list. There were a lot of changes this year. Um, So we got the chance to talk to some of those chains who grew by a lot this year, including H&S Energy Products, Parkland USA, and Kent Oil. Those were just some of the retailers we were able to feature and dig into a little bit more of that growth and, and why they made those changes. Then, of course, some of the larger deals of the year, you know, BP America acquired Thornton's, um, Refuel made several smaller acquisitions throughout the year. And so there's a a lot of changes. Of course, 7-Eleven, the number one chain by store count, acquired more than 3,800 Speedway stores. So so that was another big one that topped the list. Uh, any anything that stood out from these conversations with these retailers, maybe about uh, uh, what their plans are for the future, or or uh, uh, yeah, just anything that stood out. Yeah, definitely Parkland USA stood out for me. I mean, they've been you know acquiring stores for for a few years now, so it's not a huge surprise. But they had seventy nine stores at the end of twenty twenty one, and that jumped to two hundred and twelve. Uh, looking at end of year twenty twenty one store counts. Um, so that's a huge change. And we talked a lot about how you hire so many employees because um, that's a concern everyone's had. And how do you kind of manage those changes from being a an 80 store company to a 200 plus store company? So they talked a lot about how they're trying to really build their culture and kind of use that as a selling point when they're looking to hire as well as just hiring people from within the organization and moving them up. So that was an interesting one for sure. Can't imagine hiring that many people all at once in this job market right now. It's crazy. Yeah, it's definitely a lot, but they're making good progress from what they've said. So what does the M&A forecast for this next year ahead look like? Yeah, so we talked to Dennis Rubin of NRC Realty and Capital Advisors to get some more insights on just what he's seeing in M&A in the convenience store industry and what he kind of expects for next year. His major take was that M&A deals could be few and far between moving forward. Um, Of course, we know there's been talks in just recent weeks about Alimentation Kushtard possibly acquiring EG. So you never know, there could still be big deals, but he kind of thought that some of these really large deals might slow down a little bit. There's a few different headwinds that could affect M&A moving forward from Dennis's perspective, things like the war in Ukraine and fuel prices being so high, as well as the federal government possibly raising interest rates, which would essentially cost operators a lot more to borrow money. Even how EV will affect the market is another ongoing discussion. So all of these things could potentially affect M&A in the future. He does think that, you know, there still will be some deals with the maybe smaller family chains, which he describes smaller as being about 10 to 50 stores. Um, a lot of those he expects to still be bought up by maybe bigger companies, but he kind of thought there might be a pause on some of the the huge deals. 
Absolutely. It's it's impossible to deny that the industry is facing a lot of headwinds right now. And and, and you know, you got to think eventually uh, the industry is going to run out of large chains to, you know, shuffle back and forth. Uh, did he have any suggestions for the smaller chains who are looking to compete uh, in this new world that we live in uh, without selling themselves off or divesting? He did talk about how chains that have good food service programs are more valuable than ever now. I mean, whether they're looking to keep the business and just make money off of that or or sell it, uh, definitely chains with strong food service programs is something that is going to be highly valued going forward. Uh, any other things that stood out either from Dennis or from uh, one of the retailers about uh, what might come up in the in the years ahead with M&A? Yeah, I guess it's another point that Dennis and has made, and I, we've seen some retailers doing is he also expects there to be maybe some more divestiture. So um, you're maybe seeing more of the bigger chains trying to rationalize their portfolio and kind of figure out, you know, do these stores fit into our overall strategy moving forward or not? So while the big chains might still be acquiring new C stores, they also might be looking at their portfolio and saying, what what doesn't really fit anymore? What do we need to edit out? And we've already seen that happening a little bit. So I think that will continue as well. Absolutely. I, I know we've talked about uh, some of the bigger deals that have gone on. Uh, any any other M&A deals this past year that uh, that really stood out as maybe not being the biggest, but, uh, you know, ended up uh, doing a lot for a specific chain or being influential? Yeah, I talked to Kent Oil. Bill Kent is um, the person who runs up that chain out in Texas. And, you know, they're a smaller chain. They're about, um, I believe, a little over 70 stores now, but they used to be like 50 stores. So they grew by quite a bit considering how many stores they have. And that was a really interesting conversation because they talked about how um, they're out in West Texas and kind of have to compete with the oil field service companies who give employees really high salaries. And there was a kind of challenge for them to compete with those high salaries. So part of the reason why why they um, started acquiring more stores in different regions was just so they can diversify their portfolio a little bit. So they're not only in West Texas there. Um, that and some good deals just came up, he said. So it just kind of made sense. So so that was one maybe we you wouldn't expect to see move up on the list, but did this year. Interesting. Yeah, I, I have heard that in in boom times, it's it's very difficult to get folks in uh, in West Texas, especially around the Midland area, to you know be be working anywhere uh, except with the uh, big oil companies there. Mm-hmm. Were were there any patterns that uh, developed that you noticed? Any, for for instance, do most chains seem to be Buying up new locations, building new locations. Uh, uh, what what seems to be the uh, uh, the big strategy these days for growth? At least for the chains that we talked to, they were doing a lot of acquiring. That's kind of what moved them up on the list higher. Several of those chains, though, also had new build. You know, new to industry plans. But I want to say those were a little bit smaller goals. Like maybe some chains said they build five new to industry stores every year, five or 10. Um, We were looking at more like middle of the range to smaller chains, so maybe that's why, but it did seem to be like acquisitions were what was putting their store count up more so than new builds. Certainly. Any other patterns or uh, uh, anything, any details that stood out with this year's list that you noticed? I guess one interesting thing was not so much a pattern, but that everyone had a little bit 
different reasons as to why they made these acquisitions this last year, whether it was to further diversify their portfolio, just entering a new region, uh, whether it was just always their plan from the start to grow, grow, grow every year. And everyone actually had a little bit different reason to why they were making these moves. So that was interesting to hear. Absolutely. Any uh, any thoughts on what the next year's list might look like, uh, especially as we could be potentially looking at this Kushtard uh, uh, and EG group deal? Yeah, that's hard to say. Definitely looking to see what happens with Kushtard and EG group. That would obviously be a huge shakeup to at least the top 10 on the list there. Um, I haven't heard of any major deals like that in the works now, but you never know what could come up. Absolutely. Well, Hannah, I really appreciate you coming on and, and talking about the top 202 for the show. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jackson.